Hi, this is Catherine Lee Scott, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Hey, Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Chris Corman is with us as we welcome Dolly Reed Martin. Dolly Reed Martin, widow of comedian Dick Martin of Rowan Martin's Laughing, and to whom Dolly was married for more than 30 years. Dolly Reed Martin is also one of the stars of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, the cult classic directed by Russ Meyer that continues to resonate with movie fans today. Well, if you follow classic TV game shows, as Chris and I do, you know Dolly for many, many, many appearances on the CBS Match Game and Tattletales. Dolly Reed Martin's appearance tonight is courtesy of Chris Corman. As we pick up the conversation, Chris is talking to Dolly about her appearances on the Match Game. The one I was watching with McLean Stevenson, I've never laughed so hard in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> Those were great. You know, I went to Neiman Marcus, a department store in, in Beverly Hills here the other day. Yes. And uh, I was having a spot of lunch with my assistant, and and this lady comes and sits right next to us, and we start chatting, and she says, you look very familiar. And it turns out her husband was Paul Alter, who was the director oh. of all of those game shows. Isn't that wild? Not only what are the odds of that, but what are the odds that people, and I'm not just talking about people our age, Dolly, but I understand a lot of college-age kids are watching reruns of the classic match games. So what are the odds that people would be watching a game show appearance that you did so many years ago? Isn't that amazing? It is bizarre. It's really funny how fate lends itself because it was really lovely to it is very much a small world, and as I understand, the vibe on the Gene Rayburn match game, the vibe was kind of close to the vibe that Dick and Dan had on Laughing, in that you got the sense that there was a party every week that the viewers got to be a part of. Yeah, that's true. And, and you know, uh, when we did, for instance, when we did Paddy Tales, do you remember Paddy Tales? Yeah, with Bert Convy. It was wonderful. But I love that show. Yeah. Well, Bert is very dear to me, Dolly, because Jonas, um, Bert's son and I went to high school together. Really? I've known Bert a good long, long, long time. So, but what I thought was interesting is that the couple times you did match game, I think you did a couple with Artie Johnson. Did we? And, well, it's weird because I don't know if Jake or Dolly knew this, that Artie is my distant cousin on my dad's side. Yeah, you told me that, and I just think that's fabulous. Timmy, these are wonderful people. I love them dearly. They are. I, yeah. I do, too. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you guys always had so much fun doing those match games. Well, you know, with these shows, you do five shows in a day. Mm -hmm. And after you've done the first one, then they pour you some wine. <laughs> And that's what added to the party vibe for viewers at home. So, <laughs> yeah. Five in one day? Oh, yeah. Five in one day. But that's how they do those shows. It's just such a shame that uh, Penny Kills, 
they don't they can't show the ones that we were on because there's something in the contract that they didn't want to sign. Dick and I signed, but um, Steve Lawrence and um, Bob Buhart, they said, we don't like that. I said, for God's sake, we only got $1,000 a day, you know, for doing five shows. What the hell's the difference? Who cares? But yeah. it's such a shame because they were hysterically funny. And the cool thing about whether you're doing Tattletales, whether you're doing Match Game Dolly, is that you're not playing a character, you're being yourself, you're being Dolly. Yeah, yeah. For instance, there was one question, how do you like to sleep? Do you sleep on your back, on your side? I remember that one. Yeah, Dick apparently, he and Newhart, and I think it was Anthony Newley on that one, and he, he, he was going on about how he loved his nana. Now his nana is his pillow, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, I like to sleep with my nana. So when it came to me, we had our headphones on, and I said, what he likes to sleep with his nana between his legs. I didn't know what he had said about his nana, but oh my God, it, it, we had such fun. And we're having fun talking to Dolly Martin. Dolly Martin. Dolly was one of the first Playboy bunnies from London hired by Hugh Hefner to open the London Playboy Club in 1966. Dolly also worked in the Playboy Clubs in Chicago and New York. Movie fans, of course, know Dolly as one of the stars of the cult classic Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, while uh, game shows fans like Chris and I think of Dolly for many appearances on the CBS Match Game and, of course, Tattletales. I was telling Chris before we called you, Dolly, that you and I have someone in common besides Chris. Ooh. Catherine Lee Scott. Yeah, really. She's a great girl, isn't she? She's a great girl, and, and she's written many great books, one of which is the Playboy Bunny book, and Dolly right. Martin is one of the stars of that book. Right, right, <laughs> right. Oh, give her my I absolutely will. And Catherine and I have talked about the Playboy book on our show. And one of the things I learned is that when people say, okay, you worked at the Playboy Bunny Club, that was just a lark. People don't realize what a hard job it was. It was essentially, it was a waitress job. It was a tour because you're wearing three nothing shoes and, and you're on your feet for eight hours. And there were six girls that uh, came to America to train to be bunnies. And so we had to learn from, like, the ground floor, from mm-hmm. the floor bunny to the pool bunny to the bumper uh, pool bunny, I mean, and the gift shop and all the way to the showroom. So it was hard work. And, and during the day, we had TV shows to do and radio shows to do, and I... I had a lot of publicity because we were opening the London Club and, and they wanted as much publicity as possible and that's when I became uh, a playmate. Basically, you have like two jobs because you do on all the PR stuff in the morning and then you got to work it at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was not something that was my cup of tea. And um, towards the end of our training in Chicago... I tell you, I was so, I had really, 
I'm not ill. I, I didn't know it, but I had pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And I had a party of 15 people on my station, and they stiffed me with that hip. And it was almost to the end of our uh, training. And I just said, that's it. I quit. I quit. I quit. And because I said I quit, the other five girls said they quit, too. So we uh, yeah, so it made me look like this ringleader. So the next day we were called into the office and we were given to all done for you and all of that. And I said, but I'm not well. And they said, I don't care. It says in the Playboy how much you love being a bunny and you've got to pick it out. So all the other girls said, they're not going to quit. They went to everyone, do you quit? And they said, no, we don't quit. It came to me and I said, yes, I, I'm not well. I'm going to the doctor right now. It turns out I had pneumonia and they had to come to the house, the Chicago mansion every day and give me penicillin shots. And oh uh, when I did see them, uh, the manager again, I said, I really was ill. He said, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and that's when, when we went back to England, we interviewed 30,000 girls. Wow. Amazing. Oh, and some of them wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yeah. let me tell you something, Dolly. I, I would have loved to see management stand on their feet. It, it, it's yeah. Cool to see. My poor feet they... now. I'm, now, now I'm 74. I'm going to be 75 this year. Where did my life go? <laughs> and and um, my feet are letting me know. So that so every time I see girls, these gorgeous girls that are walking around with these beautiful long legs and these huge high heels, I want to say, you regret it, you regret it. <laughs> Take them out. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to learn it the hard way, too, so. Uh-huh. Just listening to you tell your story, Dolly, about how you stood up for yourself. If I don't, I will. <laughs> Yeah, and one of the things I learned when we had Catherine on to talk about her experience in the Playboy Club is that, the costume aside, there were a lot of strong women who came out of the Bunny program and who have left their mark not only in entertainment but in business and everything. So it's like whether you cultivated this amongst yourselves or whatever, but you know, the band of women, you were all very, very strong in your own way. Yeah, but don't you find that the more we know the more informed we are and we're not going to take this anymore. <laughs> you know, when I, when I went back to England, and in the club in England, uh, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. came into the club and Victor Lau, who, who was vice president of Playboy and in charge of the London park, he said to me, would you go out with him, he wants to go gambling. And I said, no, I said, my mother's in town, visiting me from Bristol, and um, no, and he said, well, bring your mother too. <laughs> so he, I said, well, okay, because I didn't want to be alone with the guy. Mm -hmm. And so he took us to this uh, nice big sporting club, and it was very dressy and and he gave my mother a hundred pounds, a hundred dollars, and he gave me a hundred dollars, and he showed me his, how he does roulette. But I'm sure looking back on it, 
they let him win. <laughs> he, won, he won 32000 and I won 6000 and and my mother refused. She said, this is disgusting. All this money out here, this is disgusting. So she refused to bet. So she went, so that, so that $6,000 that I made, I, I spent half of it on my family, giving them gifts and stuff. And with, oh, the, other, and with the other half, I came to America. And uh, oh. I wouldn't have been come to America otherwise. Our guest this hour is Dolly Reed Martin, former Playboy Bunny and Playboy Playmate and the star of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and the CBS Match Game. Dolly is sharing a few memories tonight of her showbiz career and her life with her late husband, comedian Dick Martin. Chris, you want to ask Dolly a question about Harvey? Yeah, Dolly, it's amazing. We talked on the phone and we, you know, we corresponded uh, on email a little bit, but I never thought of asking you, how did you meet my dad and how did Dick and my dad connect? Dad, your dad, I've got a couple of stories about your dad that are, can I tell you now what, what they are? Oh, please, I haven't heard a lot of stories about oh, my dad. Tim and, and Harvey were on a private plane, and Charlene, you know, Tim's wife. Right. And they were going on this trip, and, and it's a private plane. Tim looks out of the window, and he goes, uh-uh. And Harvey says, what, what? And Harvey didn't like to fly, and and so he was basket case anyway. And so Tim said, "I don't know if that was right." And Harvey said, "What? What was right? What?" He said, "Well, when they put the gas in the plane, he said, he said, I think out on the wing, I think that's the top. I don't think they put the top back on." Uh, <laughs> Um, but, but he found out that it, it was all a 
that uh, Dick Clark practical bleeps and blunders. Yeah. And, and my dad had left his beard grow, and Tim got my father up like at 7, 8 in the morning to go out and do this. And he didn't know Dick Clark was behind the window watching all this. And you can see my dad now a word that you can't use on Ed's show. <laughs> Attached to the word Dick Clark. And my dad, Dolly and Ed, my dad did not talk to him for six months later. He was so mad at him. Oh my God. Oh. Your mom, was she his first wife? Uh, my mom Donna, yes. Yeah. Well, Dick and I were in France, and we were in Avalon, and it's pouring, pouring with rain, and this was in the 70s. And we come, I think it was, and, and then we come around the corner, and we bump into Harvey and Donna. And I had no idea. Yeah, we bumped right into them, and we go, oh, my God, look at this, oh, let's have dinner. So we went, and we had dinner, and Dick and Donna argued all night long. They argued about uh, women's lip and all of that stuff, and we were in this four-star hotel, and Harvey and I are sitting there chatting together, and a cockroach walks at the back of the booth that we're sitting. And I went, ah, a cockroach, a cockroach. And Harvey went, ah, he's like an idiot. Every time I saw Harvey, uh, years and years and years for years, he'd say, ah, cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, Dolly. That's how you met my father and mother. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. Isn't it fun? Chris Corman is with us along with our guest this hour, Dolly Reed Martin. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll talk some more with Dolly when we come back on TV Confidential. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Ed Robertson along with Tony Figaro and Donna Allen from Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble, which I understand is at a new location. Yeah, we're very excited about it. We're moving, actually, to the Party Art Studio on Laurel Canyon Boulevard, 5302 Laurel Canyon. It's a new art gallery, and it's, it's beautiful. Been, it's beautiful. Donna and I have been involved with Story Salon for the last nine-plus years. We're going to be in an art gallery now. We're going to have a $5 cover, some nice refreshments, and a wonderful, eclectic evening of storytelling. Which is a great environment because, it, 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 as you say, the word is eclectic, and for $5, it's a great evening of entertainment. You can't ask for much more. No, not at all. And uh, these stories, some of them are funny, some of them are tragic, some of them are a little off the wall, but we just have a wonderful time uh, keeping the art of storytelling alive. And you can find out more about it by going to storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to ATVAudio.com. 
we're Biffle and Schuster. How do you do? That's right, folks, We've we're Biffle and Schuster. We want to tell you about this amazing misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. It's a DVD and it's from Keto Lover, and you're going to love it. We're Biffle and Schuster. It's terrific. Yeah, you know what uh, Joe Dante says about them? What did he say? He says, forehead slapping funny. What impresses is the dogged authenticity to the era, which makes it all the more hilarious. Absolutely. Accent on the high. We're Biffle and Schuster, as you can see. No one else can make that statement louder than we. They say we're soporific and it's probably we. We're Biffle and Schuster, oh, we're Biffle and Schuster. No, no, we're Biffle and Schuster. B-I-F-F-L-Biffle, Biffle, S-H-W-O-O-S-T-Schuster. Biffle and Schuster, need we say more? Available wherever DVDs are sold through our friends at Kino Lorber. Dolly, what do you think now? Uh, did he make an effort to meet you? Did you make an effort to meet him? Or did the two of you meet totally by accident? It's very weird, really, but it has to be by accident. That's it. You got it. Uh, tell me, uh, I think all of America at this moment is saying, how, how, how weird was it? You said it was total. it was kind of weird. What was weird? Well, um, we met in a restaurant in, oh. with Jack Carter, really? and then Dick went away, and then it took him eight weeks to call me and tell me he loves me. <laughs> I'd never met him before, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, called you, he called you eight weeks later and said, uh, hello, how are you? This is Dick Martin, and I love you? Yeah, because he knew I was mad. It took him eight weeks. For him to really, he really wanted to date me, you see, but oh. it took him eight weeks to do it. To you know get what I mean? To it. Well, you don't want to rush into it. There were others. You know, there were others in between. Oh? Yeah. Sure, he wasn't just sitting there. I at know home. about one of them. Who was it? An you, English girl, too. Really? What was her name? Ha! <laughs> Hi, this is George Slaughter for TV Confidential. Watch it. Now watch it. Listen to it. Robert, with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will air next week on the station at the usual time. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, Chris Corman is with us, along with our guest this hour, Dolly Reed Martin. Dolly Reed Martin, star of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and the CBS Match Game. Dolly is here with us to share a few memories of her showbiz career and her life with her late husband, Dick Martin. Well, my dad loved Dick a lot. I know, yeah. they, I know their careers cross-reference because most people don't know this that Dick did direct a couple yeah. of Thomas families he also did over a hundred Newmark shows yeah in, in fact he directed one of my favorite episodes of the 1970s Bob Newhart yeah. Dolly it was the one where Jack Riley's character Carlin hires a, a pie hitman to try to get Bob in the face with a pie <laughs> It's funny. Oh, God. Oh, what a great group of people there were on that show, too. And, you know, we got married the second time because mm -hmm. we got divorced at one point. We got married the second time at Beth and Ginny Newhart's house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And one of their daughters is my godchild. So we're still really, really, really close. And I understand, Dolly, that Bob was very instrumental in Dick becoming a director. Yes, he was. Because, you know, Dan was, uh, was a diabetic, and he, was, um, he couldn't take the lights anymore and uh, all the stuff that was going on. So when he quit, Dick said, what the hell am I going to do? 
you know, you're half of a comedy team. You can't really go out and squat half of a comedy yes. team. So, uh, so there were a few people that wanted to take Dan's part. Uh, Peter Lawford being one of them. And uh, and Deke said, no, it's not as easy as it looks, yeah. you know, because no. every time Dick would his Dick never remembered a joke, for instance. He never, ever remembered a joke. But his attitude was what was magic about him. Mm -hmm. And, and Dan, Dan, like the birds and the bees, they did a whole thing about how the birds and the bees came about. And Dan would tell, uh, research all of this and, and feed the information to Dick. And then Dick would, his mind would wander. And then Dick would draw him back in. It was brilliant. It was, it was, it was. absolutely brilliant. I don't know if, um, uh, it was never put on film. Only a few scattered things were put on film in those days. But I just, uh, and of course we have the album, but they just, they were so funny. And I know that Ginny Newhart, who's married to Bob Newhart, every time Bob was in town, she'd sneak in the first 10 minutes of Dick and Dan's show because it was all ad-lib. And, and it was so funny. Yeah, I don't think people really realize how hard, um... They were together 35 years. Yeah. It wasn't just laughing that, you know, their, their wonderful. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, Dolly, they were one of the hosts of the Colgate Comedy Hour on NBC in the early 1950s. Yeah, and they, how they got um, uh, an opportunity to do the show, they were very good friends with Dean Martin, mm -hmm. and they did a Dean Martin summer replacement show, mm -hmm. and, the, and the ratings went through the roof, and NBC said, we'd like you to do a show, and they said, yeah, but um, we have a different idea about a show. We just don't want to do just a show. And um, then that's how they got all the group together and started the show. Yeah, we, we had George Schlatter on a couple oh, of years wonderful. ago. Yeah, and he was telling us about just... They would have like maybe five times as many shots as most other TV shows you know, every week. It was as much an editing show as a performance show. It was just, yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, I have a little thing with George where he, he insists he created and all of this stuff. It was a collaborated effort by wonderful, wonderful talent. And he was, for 50 years, he's the though he hired Gloria Martin, which is so wrong. Because why would I be a partner? Why would he hire someone and then give them, uh, you know, he has a quarter of the show and then he has, Dan has a quarter of the show and Dick has a quarter of the show. So that's been a bone of my contention a lot for many years. And it took 50 years for it to be sold because um, there was too many problems with, uh, with partners. I know Time Life has released the show in its entirety over the last couple of years, Dolly, and my understanding is that it's done very, very well, and it's, it it's reaching new audiences, and it holds up. Yes, isn't that amazing? Yes, it's so funny, and, and, and Time Life did a hell of a job, and, and did a, a box set mm -hmm. of, of laughing, and it's really doing well, and it's just beautiful. 
all the shows all together. Our guest this hour is Dolly Reed Martin, former Playboy Bunny and Playboy Playmate and the star of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and the CBS Match Game. Dolly is sharing a few memories tonight of her showbiz career and her life with her late husband, comedian Dick Martin. I understand that you're working on a book these days. Yes, I am. But, you know, I am. I get to a point and, and it stops. I, I'm not very disciplined. So I've got all the notes. I've got all of Dick's notes. I've got, he had some great stories. Let me tell you one story mm-hmm. that was funny. He was appearing, he and Dan were appearing in this, uh, Dan was very enamored with Phyllis McGuire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the McGuire sisters? Yes, yes. And and he just adored her, and so he was going with her, but she was also going with a mobster. Yes. And, and Sam Giancana. Yeah. Unbeknownst to Dick and Dan, they bugged Dan Rowan's room because they thought maybe there would be some how they they get this gangster. Yeah. And. when they were doing their nightclub act long before laughing, you know, they were doing nightclubs. It was back in the days when nightclubs were smaller and, you know, the, the performers were were closer to the audience. And that's that's a vibe that's lost today with the bigger stadiums and, and whatnot. Isn't it, though? Yeah. And, and, you know, after the show, you'd go see another act. Mm-hmm. And you would see someone else in the lounge. And it was great times where it was more everybody was friends with everybody it sounds like uh, you traveled with dick when he was touring uh doing all the the time in fact that's why i didn't do much after beyond the valley of the dogs i did um tv stuff Mm -hmm. and charlie's angels and fantasy island and stuff like that but um he said i don't want to be married to an actress and I loved him. You know, I mean, love is very powerful, mm-hmm. as you know. Yes, and, it is. Um, uh, it was more important to be with him than it was for a career for me. And yeah. I, I enjoyed doing stuff with him. And we we did, you know, little things together. That was fun. And one time, he was doing the Mike, remember Mike Douglas? Yes, yes. Yes. Well, he was doing the Mike Douglas show, and he was a co-host that week for the Mike Douglas show. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to press this the fact that I can't sing very well, even though in the movie I, I look sing very well, but <laughs> I can't sing very well. And, and now, we're a live, it's a live audience, and it's like 200 people in the studio, but it's a live audience going out. And... I come on the last day, Dick introduces me, and I, I come on all smiling and everything, and Dick says, you know, my wife loves to sing. And I, and I look at him, I look at him, and now, and he, and Mike says, really? And I said, no! <laughs> he said, well, why don't you just give us a little number? Now this is life. So uh, he said, why don't you sing Wouldn't It Be Lovely from My Fair Lady? And I thought, well, I can either 
and I sang at the top of my lungs, I said, and then I go on TV, and Dick did not get off the floor laughing. And, and he said, this is the first time she's ever been in tune. <laughs> oh, my God, he was wicked. Well, I could tell by watching the match games that you guys had lots of fun. Imagine Tim is freaking Harvey out up there with the airplane story. So. <laughs> oh, you're right, Ed. You're right, that's <laughs> Well, you're right. all up there now. Yes. You know, look at all these comedy scenes are up there. Dean Martin, uh, Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rose Martin. Uh, yeah, and Rickles. Don Rickles. God yep. love him. Yep. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. But I still have, I have lunch once a week. With all the wives, uh, all the widows of, of of the comics, and we have the uh, best. We have the best time. I think I met Jimmy and York once or twice, and I think you guys are bucking for sainthood for what you had to put up with your men. <laughs> I've always believed that laughter is the greatest thing in the world, mm -hmm. and uh, I could yes. never be with a man. Of course, I'm never going to be with a man again, but I mean, I, uh, I could never be with a man that didn't make me laugh. Mm -hmm. What makes you laugh today, Dolly? Just a lot of memories. I, I, I have a good sense of humor, and mm -hmm. people make me laugh, mm -hmm. and, and um, I'm, I'm very good friends with Steve Lawrence, and he's just been um, the best. Mm -hmm. uh, him and Edie... We're friends of, yes. uh, they lived five doors away from me when I lived in Malibu. And um, he, he said that he wants to fire his piano player and just put me in the front row because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a good laugh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Where in Malibu did you live? Did you live in the colony? No, I lived on Broad Beach Road. Right past Zero Beach? Yes. Yeah. I lived in the colony for about, uh, right next to Neil Diamond. Oh my gosh, how wonderful. I wish I'd lived there with Dorian Neil Diamond. <laughs> well, well, we got a free concert every night. Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, I understand that a lot of famous people would drop in and out of your pad when you and Dick were living on, on Broad Beach. Gosh, yeah. Well, I, we played poker every Sunday at Frank Sinatra's house. Mm-hmm. He was come out. He lived ten doors away, and um, he would come out in his pajamas, and he would throw a popcorn at us. And he'd say, "This is an illegal game, and I'm going to call the cops." <laughs> 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 I had years to not go within Malibu. Wow. Yeah, 
did it in Malibu, and then he had the place in Palm Springs, and then yes. uh, the place in town. Yeah. How long did you live in Malibu, Dolly? For 40 years. <laughs> my God. In fact, I bought my house for 138000 right on the beach in those days. Can you believe that? Wow. That was oh a good God. investment. Yes, very much so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I'm able to live okay now. <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. My, my niece, uh, Diane, lived in um, Vegas for a long time. She, she's Dick's niece, and uh, I think that's how you got through, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, hi, Diane. I'll be working around a long time, Dolly. I adore you. I love uh, you. I, I think you're wonderful. And Ed, you're a delight. Thank you, Dolly Reed Martin. Dolly's appearance tonight was courtesy of Chris Corman. That'll do it for our program. This week, folks, Ed Robertson, behalf of Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, Greg Airborne, our producer, Chris Corman. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.